0: Bubble audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, the weekly podcast following the adventures of Kate Kane and the CW's new hit and renewed show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me as always is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. Hi, how you doing?
1: I am so excited to talk about this episode.
0: Me too. I am so excited to talk about episodes that actually matter again. All right. Yes,
1: I know. Crisis. You are not a big Berlantiverse fan. You are solely a Batwoman fan.
0: I mean, I like I, I've always said I liked Flash, and I did like Supergirl, um, and I like Bebo. <laughs> like, like there's amazing. parts of it I like. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think. They, to me, they still haven't nailed a crossover, and I think it's just because they're they think they need more time than they actually do. Three also, episodes, think, you can get it done in three hours, guys.
1: I also think they kind of try to involve too many characters.
0: Yeah, because they want to they want each show they want to have a character from each show, and then each show gets an episode, so it kind of revolves around that character.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean,
0: I'm I'm on record. I'm on record that you know, give us a three-hour three mini, C, you know, movie. I understand if you if CW doesn't want to give you the three hours on one night and you got to split it up, but I think you can do this in like two or three episodes, and it, it still be it still be really good. Yeah. And have a and have a tighter a tighter um episode. Agreed. But now we get to see the fallout uh, in Batwoman. I know there was a bunch of fallout over in Supergirl um, with multiple William Shatner's, I mean, Brainiac (sighs) showing up.
1: Yeah, nobody needed that.
0: Um, But it'll be interesting to see how the crisis affected Batwoman, seeing as how she was already in the, like, she was on the Arrow world. And that seems to be where everyone kind of...
1: Everybody wound up on Earth Prime, and she was already living on what has now become Earth Prime. Right. So, uh, and it took me a second to kind of realize that, because I was telling you off air that I was surprised they didn't put anything relating to Crisis in the previously on. But then I remembered, and and I wasn't even sure if this had... Like if this was going to take place immediately before Crisis until um, the voiceover mentioned the death of Oliver Queen. So then I realized, okay, so we're definitely post-Crisis, and it was at that moment that I realized, okay, she was already on this Earth, so her world theoretically doesn't change too much. Right. But apparently... that
0: wasn't quite true yeah and um i would i would say um you would know this better than i would but going into crisis like like the last episode going into crisis for batwoman was had so much that went on that i think it would have been tough to recap both that and crisis
1: yeah
0: and i don't know if that was the same for like supergirl or flash
1: Uh, flash hasn't aired yet flash airs tomorrow but supergirl did include a previously on that included crisis because their entire earth had moved
0: right but like the the episode previous to crisis did they have like a lot of major things happening
1: um yeah they did which they also included in in their previously on as well but they also had to include crisis because everything kind of Changed so watching Supergirl first, that's kind of what I was expecting with Batwoman, not realizing that she was already on that earth. So, theoretically, not a whole lot changed.
0: Okay, so let's get started on season one, episode 10 how queer everything is today.
1: I hate this title.
0: Um, okay,
1: <laughs> I don't know why I just don't like the title, I think it's just because I don't like the word queer
0: well that's interesting i think it works I, and it it can definitely be one of like there are just some words that strike people that they don't like like some people don't like the word moist some i am people... also
1: one of those people
0: so like i understand like there are there are words that just strike people as odd i think i think it works for this episode Um, for the obviously underlining reasons. Yes. But also, but also like queer in the sense of, um, not just the not just in the way of something, you know, something being homosexual or LGBTQ, but also like something off, something is strange. Um, and we we get that in this episode. Um, so. It's, it also, I don't know, um, I don't know Alice in Wonderland enough to know if it's another quote from Alice in Wonderland. Me either. Uh, So, it definitely could be, in which case it would kind of keep up with the, the running theme of the named of the episodes, but, yeah, uh, I could, I could definitely see, I could definitely see it throwing off some people.
1: It definitely threw me off.
0: So... We open with uh, we open with a train that's going out of control, and uh, um, it's lost its brakes. It's lost its gears, so it doesn't have the ability to downshift. Um, although I would also think that it, uh, I guess, if it lost its gears, even them like taking their foot off of the accelerator or hand off of the accelerator decelerate it but yeah either way like, it's out of control
1: It, i think with with the gears being gone even if they try to manually rein it in i don't think be, i think because the gears are gone it's not going to catch
0: right so trains out of control um one of the passengers is very unhappy because he has tickets to jagged little pill which is a new broadway musical Bro- Okay, Based. it took yeah.
1: Right. Okay. It took me a second. I forgot they were doing that. So I, I understood the reference, but then I was also confused by the reference because it didn't seem appropriate for the time and then I remembered the Broadway show. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was uh it was initially the out of town it started out of town in Boston, uh and then moved to Broadway. And I've heard it's both really good and not good. So I want to see it just because I really love Landis Morissette music and I love jukebox musicals like that so but that is a completely different show that's Broadway <laughs> Rewind so Luke um, your favorite is character a, yeah I mean that's the one thing I didn't miss at Crisis uh, so Luke is at the, the comms really just kind of like over explaining things like an algebra equation like this train left this yeah. train left the station at twelve twenty-five a.m heading south and it's got 34 people aboard so the weight so the weight you know just I don't know. I don't know what Luke was talking about, and much like Kate, checked out as she was driving her new motorcycle.
1: I didn't even pick up that it was a new one.
0: I mean, I'm assuming it's a new one because she seemed really happy with it. Because she was like, "I love this motorcycle." Okay. I mean, like I said, so... I
1: didn't pick up on. I just. Must not have been looking yeah, at the screen. Yeah, he's like, you're not listening.
0: Yeah, he's like, you're not listening to me, are you? And I'm like, Luke, nobody is.
1: But apparently, she kind of was, because then when she, when I guess when she went underground into the subway, they kind of got disconnected for a second, because I guess their connection doesn't reach when she goes underground, and she kind of missed him.
0: No, that uh, uh, later on. that's that's later later on? on, Yeah, when he intentionally uh, cuts the feed.
1: Oh, I missed that.
0: Yeah, so she stops the train from uh, essentially crashing into the last station. She grapple hooked Uh,
1: it, right?
0: Yep, she grapple hooked it, and then she hooked the other end of the grapple hook onto the tracks, which physics would tell me doesn't really work, but we're going to go with it. It's
1: TV Uh, land, so actual rules need not apply
0: yep it's tv it's superhero these physics work check the math it definitely it definitely works um she's uh, batwoman is busy kind of like yay i stopped the train and you know her and luke are talking the other end of the grapple hook that is on the train tracks comes off and almost kills batwoman and she is saved by a GCPD officer who's actually doing his job, which might make that a first on this show. Yes. Um, who I, I have a note here has a dumber look than L. Oh
1: wow.
0: Yeah, his smile is so is so dorky looking.
1: And everybody kept trying to like make references to Captain America, and I was like, "Okay, sure."
0: Yeah, in the way that they're both white and male, yeah, he's exactly like Captain America. <coughs> you
1: know, yeah, I'm... I didn't, I didn't quite get the point of New hot right. Man.
0: Um, which apparently he's been around, as we hear in the next scene. Um, where Luke's like, hey, you've got a tabloid boyfriend. And Kate's like, I'm super gay. <laughs> I, re- I
1: did love this scene.
0: I did really like Kate's reaction where she's like, I'm gay. She's very like, gay. We've had,
1: we've had this conversation before, right? Like, I'm very gay.
0: Yeah, like, I am. Remember, I'm the one out of the closet. Sophie isn't. Uh, so you have, so you have Luke kind of like, but this is a good idea because it, now that people think that woman's straight and dating this guy, it's obvious that it's not you because you're super gay and it's one more thing that'll kind of keep everybody from knowing who you are. Right. Um, which, okay, like.
1: I mean, which he's it, not wrong, but it doesn't really sit well with her either,
0: right? Because she feels like she's she's lying, and Luke's like, "Well, that's part of the job, really," which is not in which is not totally inaccurate. No, I mean, you're not going around telling people who you are, so yeah.
1: I mean, I, it works for some. Just look at Barry Allen.
0: Yeah. Um, although, although Luke needs to find a college course on how to be delicate, because during this conversation, he's like, also a kind of distraction, the fact that your father's a murderer, but like Luke really like, that was about, that was about as subtle as the train that almost crashed into the, uh, uh, into the station.
1: Well, Luke isn't exactly known for his subtlety.
0: Uh, then we go to the graveyard where we see Alice and Mouse kind of sitting under an umbrella at a table with chairs, having tea. And I've missed Alice so much, and this me scene kind of this scene kind of gave me Alice was was just off the charts in this episode. Um, and this kind of gives you a good frame of where it's going to go in this episode where she's talking to Catherine because they're sitting next to her gravestone having tea and she's offering Catherine tea while simultaneously mocking her.
1: Yeah, and I think we'll just, um, we'll get you know going forward, we should probably stick to calling this version of her Alice and then yes yeah
0: yep so Alice you know Alice gives uh, dead Catherine tea by pouring the tea on her tombstone and she's like oh what is it bitter ha you know jokey joke and then she tells Catherine to go back to sleep
1: this was Alice at her weird finest i love her so
0: much yeah um so then she has a conversation with mouse uh about well mouse is kind of bringing up the fact that a it's raining and they're outside having tea and she's like catherine is catherine is dead the sunshine is implied
1: that was great and then of course he's all he's doing is complaining be home
0: right he's he's complaining that he's cold he's complaining that she's still uh focusing too much on on uh kate and how you know all the stuff that she's that alice is doing to try and get to try and um, forge a connection between her and kate kate doesn't see it that that way which is what- very true
1: was it in this scene where he said, As long as she wears the mask, you'll never be able to bring her into this family?
0: Correct. He's like, as long as she's Batwoman, she's not gonna be she's not gonna be part of our family because she's gonna be against us. So that kind of hatches the scheme for this episode in in Alice's brain.
1: Yeah, and you could see her wheels turning.
0: Yep. Yeah. Luke and Kate go investigate the train that almost crashed. Um, it is underground. It's an active police uh, investigation. So nat- naturally, they're allowed to just walk onto the train because, don't worry, Luke printed out key co- uh, uh, ID badges that say they're part of, like, the Transit Association.
1: Okay, but what? how do you... I mean, Kate wasn't even wearing gloves, was she?
0: Nope. amateur but let's i mean come on like kate is famous and you're telling me that no one recognized her like this is not the best this is not the best disguise you could have come up with luke
1: right and i i I do think luke told her not to touch anything which was smart but she didn't listen
0: um yeah but i took that as like don't don't touch anything because you know you don't want to mess up the crime scene and and miss a clue when i also she's thought like,
1: she meant don't leave your fingerprints around for anybody to find
0: i mean that's true but it's a it's a train so naturally there's going to be like thousands of fingerprints all over the track uh all over the train anyway like well true you have you been on a subway in New York? Like, geez.
1: An actual subway? No. They are not handicap friendly.
0: Oh, yeah, no. They're definitely not.
1: Long Island Railroad? Yes. Subway? No.
0: Really? The, the, oh, I guess if, oh, because it's a uh, commuter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I could definitely, like, I know the commuter trains that I go on. Like the front part of like every, everyone, but I mean, trust me, you don't want to. If you don't, if you don't have to go on the subway system in New York, you don't really. You don't want
1: really to, want to. Yeah, you know, no, it's yeah. something I'll happily skip.
0: There's lots of stairs.
1: Yeah, stairs and I don't mix very well.
0: How did I? Oh, okay. So we're gonna backtrack a little bit because I'm like, why do I have this weird thing in the middle of a? In the middle of two different scenes. So when when Luke is talking to uh, Kate about um, fake Monell, <laughs> she, she references. She was like, "Why is he always where I am lately?" And Luke says, "Well, maybe the GCPD is stepping up their game now that the head of the Crows is in jail for murder." That was his like tactless. Uh, yes. Bit there. So I had put in the scene where there was, A, so much waste of tea. Like, there was just so much dumping the tea out on the ground, which which really upset me. Um, we also have, um, obviously, the GCPD hasn't stepped up their game that much. Because Alice is literally out in the Open, open.
1: defiling a grave.
0: <laughs> defiling a grave, and no one can seem to find her yeah i just um yeah i don't get it uh we did miss one scene in between uh the graveyard scene and and them uh on the train we get a short scene of mary um like what she's doing right now she starts to record a video and which she's like hey everybody you know, my Instagram's probably not the best place to tell me I'm like the worst person in the world and that my family sucks and my dad is a murderer and my mom is Hitler and I'm sorry, Mary, welcome to the internet.
1: Yeah, the internet is the
0: worst. You know, like like have you not had this already on your internet feed before? I mean, I'm sure or so, wanted... you, you've been very lucky
1: I'm sure she's had one or two trolls, but it's got to be completely different when the when the number of people who are for you and against you completely turn on its head.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, so she's like, I'm going to be signing off for a bit. You know, be better to each other. Peace out. Kate shows up to kind of see if she needs anything, any help. Um, any I love support. this
1: scene. I am here. For new bitchy Mary.
0: Oh, she was so catty.
1: It was so perfect.
0: It was it was was good. You know, every chance that she got to kind of twist the knife. um, Yep. To kind of remind Kate that this is partly because you know, her fault. She took every single opportunity.
1: My favorite line, though, was when she's like, why don't you tell Alice to stop defiling my mother's grave? She'll listen to you.
0: Oh, wait. Oh, wait. (laughs) I I also kind of want to know what Alice has been doing to defile the grave, because all we saw was, like, her poor teeth on it.
1: Maybe that's what she means?
0: I mean... Yeah, I guess so.
1: And having, you know, talking... To her, you know she's having tea parties at her mother's grave. I literally thought at first before she poured the tea on the grave that she was literally parked on her grave.
0: What you mean?
1: Like the table and stuff was literally on Catherine's grave.
0: Oh yeah, no. It was it was slightly to the side. Like if they buried her if they buried her like diagonally, then she's definitely on it. But okay. yeah, she was slight, she was slightly off to the side
1: this new Mary might be my favorite Mary and I've loved all version of Mary except millennial Mary, but this might be my favorite.
0: No one likes millennial. <laughs> no, anything.
1: I am a millennial. And unfortunately that is true.
0: Um, so now we, we get back to the uh, scene where they're on the train kind of investigating. There is a reference to Batman, um, uh, Batman Begins.
1: Oh, I missed it.
0: Do yes. Uh, so um, when Luke is just, you know, talking like he does, he makes a reference how the Transit Authority changed a bunch of things since the Scarecrow attack, um, which is the end piece to Batman Begins, where he takes control of the trains that head into essentially Wayne – Wayne Tower is the central hub uh, in the Batman Begins universe. So the trains were out of control during the Scarecrow attack at the end of the movie. Okay. So... Uh, now, so
1: this, is the, this is the scene where they find the thing, right?
0: Yes. He's like, we shouldn't touch anything. Otherwise, you know, we're going to miss something. And Kate's like, all right, shuts off the lights, and he's like, good listening to me. Uh, and they find a device embedded in one of the uh, vents that essentially can be used to control uh, the train's bra- brakes and gears uh, remotely. Okay. So that's they figured out how the train got hacked because they couldn't figure it out before. And I think that's one of the things he, I, I think that's what he mentions is like, it had been taken off of like some, it had been essentially divorced from wifi or any outside circuitry. Um, yeah. It, it had been so disconnected
1: it, from the main network. So right. that whoever so, was remotely controlling it was the only, you know, that was the only thing they were connected to.
0: Exactly. Um, so, we have that, and then we have, essentially, the person showing up as a, uh, an emoji um, saying, hey, I want everyone to wire me money, otherwise I'm gonna start leaking all your secrets, uh, don't tempt me, blah, blah, you know, typical. Did you think
1: this was Alice at first?
0: No. This seemed way too sophisticated this seemed, yeah plus we had just seen her and there was kind of no reference to it so this definitely felt like you know this week's villain while there's still the alice problem gotcha um now oh you know, look i'm not here to shame anybody but there's only two choices if you're gonna go with an animoji And that's the cat or the ghost. I don't know where you got the dog from, but it was a bad choice. Rethink your decisions.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what that was.
0: It was a fluffy puppy is what it was.
1: I thought it was interesting that they went with the whole, like, Gotham got hacked thing. Because it's a TV trope that a lot of TV shows like to use lately. And this was an interesting take on it.
0: uh, Yeah, it was. Um, Although in the Batman universe, that tends to be how people start out as a sidekick. Like they just start randomly hacking stuff and and then Batman shows up. He's like, all right, you're going to work for me now. So (laughs) that's what he does. Uh, We move over to the worst press conference in the world. There's only like two reporters asking questions. The rest are like seated down, quietly taking notes. I'm like, I've seen press conferences – and this is way too, this is way too, way too calm, way it's like too a, calm for what's it's going like on. They
1: took an, it, it's like they took an Ambien before going to work.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great to, uh, it must be great to be the mayor of the city. Like you have something this huge happen and you have like two questions at the press conference.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: Ah, uh, so. Um. So you have the mayor pretty much saying, hey, you know, it's a one time thing. This isn't going to happen again. The hacker uh, and emojis back up over the mayor during the live feed and is like, well, if that's true, then why is your why is your credit card number being flashed on the screen before the live feed gets cut?
1: Oh, my God, I totally missed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it happens. Uh, so then we transition to Luke and Kate having a discussion in the cave when Luke's like, oh, we need to disconnect from the Internet. And he and Kate's like, don't we like have a firewall or something? And he's like, look, the person just hacked live TV. Our firewall is not going to be enough. So Luke hits a kill switch that disconnects the entire cave off of Wi-Fi, networks, the grid everything so now they're pretty much just running on electrical power with no connection to the outside world and
1: that's when he disconnected them
0: yes that is when. okay they, yeah that is when they disconnect him and kate's like um don't we kind of need this stuff to find this person and he's like but we can't have it because you are being, you would be an obvious target. So if we're connected to the Internet, there's more of a chance that they could find their way in and find out who you really are. And Kate, is, you know, Kate kind of outlooking Luke, she's like, but can't we just, like, we know where the attacks have been. Can't we do a trace from where the attacks are and trace it backwards? And Luke's response is, "Well, we could if we were on the internet." <laughs> so, so Kate puts them back on the internet, upsetting Luke. And he's like, "Fine, five minutes, and then I'm uh, then I'm cutting the feed again." Uh, so Luke finds, Luke traces it to um, a warehouse. And he's like, "This is where they should be. You know, this is where the person should be. Go get them." Kate shows up, Sophie, and the crows are already there because Sophie is now in charge of the crows, which might not be. Sophie
1: is my favorite Sophie.
0: I mean, she's she's good as the leader. Probably wouldn't have been my choice for the leader just given what we've seen of her in the show so far.
1: This was, like, I was so shocked by this. I was like, oh, hello, this is a Sophie I can work with.
0: Oh yeah, Sophie is like all batman out. She's like she has the two people tied up. She's like, you're going to tell me everything otherwise I'm going to kill you. And and they're like they're like, look, we don't like my one of the guys is like, my wife takes the train to work every day. Like, I wouldn't do that.
1: And I think she, she I don't know that Sophie believed him but I think Kate did.
0: Right, and Kate's just kind of in the – Kate's kind of hidden behind barrels. Uh, So Sophie goes storming out of the interrogation, and Batwoman, um, you hear the zip line, and Sophie's like, I know you're here. So Batwoman's like, you know, do you need any help? Do you want to talk? You know, you seem seem like you're having a rough go of it. You know, do you want to talk? girlfriend
1: i really did enjoy this scene this gave me it's a good scene it's a very good scene and it's also it was very reminiscent to me of like the way iris and and used to connect with the flash in like the first season of the flash it was very reminiscent to me and i kind of liked the parallels there i might have been creating them in my own head but i just saw the parallels And I really liked them. But apparently Sophie's husband left her. Yes. Bye, Mr. Sophie.
0: Well, I mean, we knew that because the last episode, remember, he was like, I want three kids and a puppy and a house with a white picket fence. And you don't like men. So that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. Right, but they
1: were still in the we're going to talk it out phase when we left pre-crisis.
0: There was not
1: a decision made.
0: Yeah. I mean, the talk it out phase is essentially like how are we going to split up our things?
1: (laughs) But I just thought that was interesting. So does that mean we're not going to see Mr. Sophie anymore?
0: Uh, I think we will. Um, Interesting, though, Kate doesn't use the voice modulation.
1: Oh, I missed that.
0: And I know she hasn't in the past, so I'm wondering if she's just like, like with Sophie, she's just not going to use it anymore.
1: Oh, I also think like this entire episode, she's been contemplating unmasking herself because she feels like she's living a lie. Right. So I wonder if that played into it, too.
0: It could have. Um, Also, as you had alluded to earlier, uh, there was no Luke on comms during this during this entire sequence of her showing up to the warehouse and you know kind of barging in on the investigation, which means my New Year's wish got answered.
1: Which was what?
0: No more Luke on comms.
1: Yeah, except. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, cause yeah. we will be back on comms. Because, like she said later in the episode, don't do that again.
0: Uh, so Sophie, you know, Sophie's talking to Batwoman. She's like, "Do you ever think you're, you know, do you ever think you're wearing a mask, or do you ever think so you're like you're like you're hiding yourself?" And Batwoman's I'm like, literally "I'm literally standing in
1: the shadows."
0: Yeah, that, it was such a good thing. Like, like, come on, Sophie. Uh, and she's, you know, so Sophie's like, my husband left me. He thinks I'm lying to myself. You are. Newsflash. Uh, uh, <laughs> so that, that kind of takes care of that scene. It was a nice scene to see Sophie and Kate have, even though Kate's Batwoman. Sophie still thinks Kate's Batwoman. Yeah. So it was nice to see like she's confiding in Batwoman even just even what she kind of suspects that she's Kate. So she's essentially telling her ex-girlfriend about her marital problems and and how she might not be um real with herself and other people. This this entire episode's theme is people either either not living their true self or thinking that they're not living their true se- their true life like God. kate is yeah. kate is but she thinks by not being more by not being more, more gay i guess as as batwoman That she's living some sort of lie in that respect.
1: Well, she kind of is because that's not who she is. And she doesn't want to perpetuate something that's not the truth.
0: Right. But what I don't agree, because Luke says this earlier in the episode, what I don't agree is he's like Batwoman gives off major straight vibes. Like, I don't get any I don't get any like sexual preference vibe from that one.
1: oh i totally missed that line and yeah no first of, like, of all that's a, cr- that's a cringe line just in general it,
0: it is but like <laughs> when it when it comes to superheroes like i don't i don't get any like i don't get any sexual proclivity placri- uh yeah
1: proclivity yeah uh,
0: that, yeah there's I don't, no preference I don't get any right like i don't look at batman and be like i think he likes women no like i think superman likes women because as i see him with lois like that's the only you know right like so, you don't look
1: at this you don't you can't look at a superhero and figure out what team they play for
0: right so it's like oh so i under, like kate is so out and proud and wants to advance And wants to advance the dialogue that I think just from her not saying something, she thinks she's living a lie. Yeah. And I think
1: and I think she thinks that by perpetuating this fake relationship with Captain America cop like Luke wants her to, she will be going back into the closet for half of her life. And she doesn't want to do that.
0: Right. Um, so we have that Sophie is living a lie. Um,
1: and she finally admits it.
0: She does. Um, and she still hasn't quite figured out how to deal, how to deal with the facts of her life. Like she's still like, she ultimately knows in time. Yes. And I think she ultimately knows who she is, but she doesn't know how to present it to the world and be okay with it.
1: I don't think she's okay with who she is. So she knows who she is. She just doesn't want to admit that that's who she is because she's not okay with it. Once she comes to terms with it and once she decides, yes, I'm gay, I like women, I like this specific woman, and she comes to terms with that everything will be fine what the rest of the world thinks be damned she has to be okay with it
0: yeah um i like i like that i i would argue that i believe she knows who she is but that's definitely that's definitely like um quibbling over one aspect but the rest of your statement i do agree like wholeheartedly with uh so after that talk we can have we
1: backtrack a second because i think we kind of skipped something with mary um in the mary and kate scene yes. we discussed the bitchiness that we loved so much but we uh, we forgot to mention that mary and sophie and jacob are working together to try to free jacob and mary's portion of that is calling different doctors to try to get them to testify that it was somebody else with a fake face
0: that, uh, I, I, the way Mary put it is my job is calling, uh, is trying to find a doctor who's willing to admit that using somebody else's face is a great way to frame somebody for murder. Yes. which She's not wrong. Like that's a great way to,
1: Oh, that is absolutely That's a great, great way babe. to frame somebody. Because Kate's like, is there anything I can do? And, and Mary's like, no, we got this. And Kate's like, we. She goes, me.
0: Yeah. Dad. We, yeah. And Sophie,
1: so, you're not needed.
0: Yep. Yeah, Sophie is looking for mouse. Dad has every uh, lawyer on retainer. And I'm trying to find a doctor. Speaking of trying to find a doctor, the next scene, she's outside the college kind of ambushing a doctor. Now, I had to rewind the scene three times because I couldn't catch the name of the doctor coming – that she says when he's coming out. So his name is Campbell, which has no bearing on anything. But I thought she was saying Kimball. And I – and then I got really sad that this show missed a really good fugitive op- – like, fugitive reference opportunity by naming one of the do- doctors Dr.
1: Now, d- did he reference that he was there the night that her mom died?
0: Um, he, he mentions the – um, so I – the way he mentions the gala – um, kind of references that he was in the crowd. Okay. Cause he's like, Oh, it was really crazy or something. So yeah, I would argue that um, he was probably there.
1: Okay. That's kind of what I thought too, but I wanted to make sure we were on the same page.
0: Yeah. Um, um and Mary's like, Hey, you know, you do a lot you do a lot with um You do a lot with skin grafts and um, face reconstruction. Can you be an expert witness to say that it's possible somebody uh, could have – could reconstruct their face to look like somebody else and kill somebody? And he's like, "Like, uh, that's kind of science fiction, which I mean –
1: True, but –
0: yeah. Yeah, like, I understand why it's a little difficult to get someone to testify that somebody could wear a skin mask of a person and look exactly like them. I kind of get it. Although, in this world where you have Jokers and uh, Two-Face and all these colorful characters running around might not be as as implausible as, as the real world. So... I understand why she can't find a doctor, but I'm also stating like, there's gotta be a doctor out there who has been like, Oh, this is, this is absolutely possible. Uh, uh, we go, um, and then right before that, right before that scene kind of ends, we get, um, somebody that looks like Alice going into the college that, well, at least to Mary's eyes, Looks like Alice and she was on the phone with Sophie at that point, And she's like, Alice is at the is, is at Gotham University and they send out like pretty much every crow imaginable.
1: Now, do you think she didn't actually see Alice? She saw I'm just going to jump ahead to the end here. Could she
0: have seen Beth? Oh, no, she did. Beth says, okay. yeah, Beth says, uh, Beth doesn't say that Mary saw her, but Beth mentions what happened. So, okay. so, um, so she sees she sees someone who looks like Alice. Now, now part of this, ep- like the one of the sub themes in this episode is Mary kind of like barely holding on mentally
1: yeah wow. she's
0: like she's, she's she pushing
1: is... away she's pushing away her pain and focusing on finding a doctor so that she doesn't have to deal with her dead mother doesn't have to deal with the fact that you know her stepfather's in jail like she's trying to avoid all of the pain
0: right and you know it's definitely not you know it's definitely not a good thing so no. when you when you see When she says she sees Alice, for one, um, you know, the Alice that she sees has brown hair. So, yeah, could be a wig. But um, it kind of it kind of makes you wonder about her sanity at this point.
1: And it, it kind of gave Sophie a little bit of a pause. Like, are you okay?" Like. Do you need to go on a vacation?
0: Yeah, like, go to Hawaii, process your moms, you know, do something. Like, you're, yeah. you're definitely doing it.
1: Now, but... did, she, did she have the conversation with Jacob at this point, Mary? Because wasn't there a phone conversation where, like, Mary's trying to, like, focus on everything that she's doing and Jacob's trying to get her to, like, focus on her feelings and she's, like, not having it? Did that happen yeah, so, yet, or am I skipping ahead?
0: Uh, I honestly don't know. So we'll we'll discuss it now. There is that scene, um, in which she's talking to Jacob in jail, and she's like, you know, uh, we tried these people, nothing's happening, so I'm gonna go try this person. And even Jacob's like, look, you gotta process what happened. Your mother died, you know, you can't. And he's also telling her not to push Kate away. In he doesn't come out and say it, but in so many words, and we get Caddy Mary again, and because she's like, you know, you were, you know, you were the one divorcing her, you know, you were the one divorcing my mother, and he's like, um, hey, she lied to me about my dead daughter, like. Yeah. That's why we were divorcing.
1: Right. And just because he was divorcing Catherine doesn't mean he was divorcing himself from being her stepfather.
0: Right. Which I really liked that line. Like, just because we were going to divorce doesn't mean I was going to stop being your dad, which I think is one of the like when that whole whole thing was happening, like Mary thought she was losing her family. Yeah, because she thought that she
1: she (laughs) thought that she was going to lose Kate. Because Kate wasn't going to be able to look at her without seeing what Mary did. She thought that she was going to lose Jacob because their marriage, you know, Jacob and Catherine's marriage was falling apart. And then she didn't even want to have anything to do with her mother.
0: Right. So, like, I think also in Mary's eyes, like, like she she has emotions. She has like real uh, family love. For for Jacob and for her sister Kate or her stepsister sister in law. No. Stepsister, right? Yes, stepsister. Stepsister Kate, because they've been you know, she kinda grew up. Like she's younger than Kate. So she it's fifteen years. She's probably in her early twenties. So like let's say she's eight at most when when Catherine and Jacob either start dating or get married. Like that man is she's grown well, is her father. Yeah. Like,
1: that man is all she knows up, is daddy.
0: Right. She grew up with him. So she has that she has that same kind of love you would have for a regular parent or brother or sister. So but they're they were older when they came into her life so she's afraid that with them getting a divorce the people who don't have any actual blood ties to her would are then no disappear. longer right which is a which is a fair
1: and valid concern
0: right so um so she had that concern then her mother died so it was nice to hear Jacob like, hey, just because me and your mom were not going to be together anymore doesn't mean I was going to I was just going to be out of your life. Um, Like we can say a lot of things about Jacob in this show, but he's he's never been out of there out of his kid's <laughs> life, except for obviously Alice for obvious reasons. Right. But like he was always, you know, he was always, he always was in Kate's always life. There he never went away
1: in, in some shape or form. Even if Kate put, her, you know, kept him at arm's length, he always tried.
0: Right. So, you know, so you had that scene with them, which was a really nice scene. We go back to the cave. Oh, we should probably mention
1: that we're getting close to Kate's birthday.
0: Yes, it's two days away. I don't know how long that is in TV Land, but it's 2 days away. Which also is, is Alice's birthday, BT Dubs, which Alice yes. doesn't seem to which Alice doesn't seem to recognize at all in the in the episode.
1: I wonder if that's intentional at this point, but we'll get to that later.
0: Yeah. So we get to get to the we get to the, um, the uh, bat cave and Luke and Luke and Kate are talking and I honestly don't remember what Kate is talk- talking to Luke, but I believe it's again about like her like her feeling like she's living a lie as Batwoman right. And the mask and loose Slay. She's,
1: she's thinking about this. Is This was the point in which I realized she was thinking about unmasking herself because she mentioned something about uh, being the par, you know, mentioning something about being a paragon from crisis. And yes, she thinks paragon that, of courage, paragon of courage. And she thinks that she's not living up to that if she's doesn't have the courage to live an honest life. It's basically right. the gist of the conversation that I got. Yep.
0: And Luke's like, hey... <laughs> Luke sounded a little bitter about missing the crossover. He was like, oh, right, the Paragon thing because the Paragon detector told you that you were a Paragon during a crossover in which all the universe died and I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, well, every, every, but, yourself, every show that has was a part of the crossover. There has been at least one character who has been bitter to have not been a part of the crossover. So the tradition continues.
0: Well, too bad. But
1: this was the scene where they start um, deep, like deprogramming um, the voice to figure out who,
0: where it was right. recorded, Luke's like, was... Right, Luke's like, hey, by the way, I figured out, I figured out what the t- or what the female terrorist sounds like, because he keeps referencing her as she during the scene, and he's like, "Yeah, I re." He's like, "I did a reverse voice modulation, and it turns out the person is a is a woman or a girl." They listen to the they listen to her voice a few times, and Kate notices a sound in the background that gets isolated, and it's from her old her high school. Old high, Yep, Gotham Prep. Uh,
1: now, for a split second, as the voice was playing, because I kept thinking that they kept, like, undoing the the distortion so that we were going to get the real voice underneath, for a split second, I thought it might have been Mary.
0: Really? Like, I didn't, I just never, I just never thought it was. Just oh, Mary. Was here- yeah, it's weird.
1: Just as I went like when they were playing the voice back, I was like, "Is that Mary?" And yeah, then no. obviously it, obviously it wasn't because then we find out who it is, but that was where my mind went.
0: Right. So he's like, "Hey, it's just she's like, all right, I go to, I'm gonna go to Gotham Prep and we're gonna find this person, and he's got a little pokeball. And he's like, you're going to want this. It'll shut down. It'll shut down um, electronics within 100 yards of it. And the person that's doing this will have a firewall to protect it. So you'll be able to, you know, spot the one person who still has a working phone. And that's who and that's who's doing it. She goes to Gotham Prep. They have a school dance going naturally. (laughs) This scene was so funny. She descends right in the middle of the dance floor, and everybody was like,
1: "Oh my God, Batwoman!"
0: Yeah. Oh my God, it's Batwoman! We need a selfie. What do they call it? Bat selfies. Yeah, unfortunately, they oh call God. it bat. They call it bat selfies. Kate, like after one, she's like, "Nope, I've had enough of this." Throws the Pokeball. Shuts down everyone's phone, switches to her her um her handy dandy um electromagnetic pulse eyes to see working electronics, sees someone walking out of the auditorium and she she just grapples out of the scene, she's like, I'm out of here, guys. Catches Later. Up. Yep. Later catches up with a girl in the bathroom um, who who proceeds to tell her her entire life story and why she did it um, she she says that it was just a prank that she was using to try and get her parents to notice uh, her to worry about her not not to notice her they they've noticed her, but to get them to worry about her and to and to remind them that they love her because she is gay and she was outed by her ex against her wishes.
1: Oh my god, yeah, that whole which
0: which is a she goes into this really good story about she was dating she was dating this girl who was upset that she was still in the closet. And she said, look, either you're going to tell your parents about me or we're going to break up. And she's like, all right, then we're breaking up because I can't tell my parents about you. She, you know, she went crazy X and told the parents anyway. And now the parents, you know, she described like um, Parker is her name. She describes it as now her parents like like lay in bed at night clutching their rosary.
1: Clutching their pearls, yeah.
0: Yep. Um so it's it's a very unfortunate story. It's a it's an all too common story in the real world.
1: I was just about to say it's probably all too real. And the parallels between Sophie and Kate were not lost on me.
0: Well, yeah. And she's like, you know, I, you know, I can't be who she wanted me to be. I can't be out and proud. You know, my parents are like this. And I'm like, you're basically just Sophie. Yeah. And the other one was Kate, although Kate never did to Kate, you.
1: Kate <laughs> never did to Sophie, what, Sophie her what to her.
0: Right. Um. So it's a it's a it's a story that. That touches upon the power of controlling, controlling your own, your own destiny and what the people know about you, and how unfortunately there are a lot of LGBT, LGBTQ B-Q. people that don't have that don't get to control who finds out and when they should. It is completely but they don't. their choice. But they get bullied online, they get outed online, and this girl goes in a – I think it's – it could have been just the trope of, like, being depressed and then putting themselves in in um, self-harm danger that I'm glad the show didn't go that route because – Me too. It, it's a little too real for me. Yeah. Um, because – happens way too much in in society and and i you know i'll never know i'll never know the 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 psyche and the thought process of why i understand it to the best of my ability and i i wish no one had to do that but i am glad that we still had the same impact on the story and didn't go for the kind of easy tv trope
1: right they went a slightly different way where didn't she say something along the lines of "I didn't actually want anybody to get hurt. I was doing this for attention, kind of a thing"?
0: Yeah, she was like, "I was doing it for attention. I didn't want anyone to get hurt. I, I had control of the train. If you hadn't stopped it, I would have." So, it's a, uh, it's a really good scene, and she kind of throws it, and she kind of throws it in Batwoman's face because Batwoman's like, "Hey." You know, I understand. She's like, you know, but how you're dating,
1: can
0: you? right? You're dating Captain America. You know, everything's peachy keen for you.
1: And you were probably like the the super popular kid in high school who now has like the super popular guy in Gotham City. You well, have the attention.
0: She, yeah, she mentions that he's that she's dating fake Monell. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So it it was just a very interesting I liked the whole scene, but I also knew something else was coming because this felt like a very like end moment villain backstory right before the takedown, but we still had a bunch of time left, so I knew something was coming.
0: Yeah. So she's like, All right, look you know you're you're a kid i get it uh um you know we'll we'll figure they're going to leave in the hall and then we get alice showing up alice knocks out batwoman alice knocks out the girl we see the raid of sophie and the crows on the college and they find no they find no alice um, they went to the room where they went to the room where um where she was said to have been seen by mary and she's not there it's like a boy's dormitory it's a boy's dormitory they leave we we come back from commercial and Parker's tied up. Alice and Batwoman are there. And Alice has a saw in her hand, a circular saw, and she's like, I'm really glad, like, we let our kids play with these now.
1: Yeah, that was funny.
0: So Alice's plan, since Alice knows who she is as well, like, she knows she's the the hacker, Alice's plan is to get kate to unmask and then have her identity broadcast by the hacker because she thinks if there's no batwoman kate and her can be sisters again because that's what's keeping kate from like seeing all the good things she's done for her like right like her <clears throat> like her dad that kept them who didn't believe them uh, is being punished and Catherine who kept them separated for 15 years is dead.
1: So once she gets Batwoman out of the way, it's like getting her last obstacle out of the way.
0: Right. So Batwoman unmasks. Parker instantly recognizes her because Kate Kane is instantly recognized and is like, "Oh, I was kind of uh I was kind of a bitch to you." Turns out you're gay. Sorry about uh, that. Yep. Yeah, so you might know you might know a little bit. She threatens to kill Parker if she doesn't if she doesn't um revoke Kate's identity to the world and Parker's like um you can't kill me because if you kill me then I can't do what you want so you lose. And a great Alice line is, "If I kill you, you'll leave because you're dead."
1: <laughs> so either way, you you know.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Alice then kind of backs away and she's like, "Look, I won't kill her. I'm just gonna kill everybody else because I didn't know who to bring to the dance, so I brought C4, and she's got C4 planted underneath the DJ setup." And and a, this scene gave me a what if uh, moment and I thought what if we were like 10 years ago maybe a little bit longer but like 10 years ago before um, Anne Hathaway really blew up as a movie star like if Anne Hathaway had kept doing TV shows um, like what if Anne Hathaway played Alice because there's a line coming up where where Alice, you know, talks about them being sisters. And Kate's like, how, you know, how can you think we can be sisters if you're going to kill a gym full of kids? And Alice is like, oh, judge, 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 judge. And it just sounded like a lot like what Anne Hathaway would say at that point.
1: Yeah, that did give me ver uh, Anne Hathaway vibes. She was like judgy, judgy, judgy.
0: Right. Like like it was it was done in a very Anne Hathaway type voice. Um so the girl sends out the girl ends up reneging um the the girl ends up giving in because Kate tells her to.
1: So she sends out a text Kate, and I actually thought it was
0: Well, it was like we see on Alice's phone, you know, GCPD alert. Batwoman revealed to be Kate Kane. Um, we see a shot of of Sophie getting the text at the crows, and she's like, "All right, we all need to go." They all, you know, everyone kind of converges on on Gotham Prep. Parker is let go because, you know, for all the things Alice is, she's not a liar. Like Alice is like, if you do this, you can live. She so lets her she live. She did it. She let her yep. live. She cuts her loose. She's like, you're you know, get out of here. She goes running off. After Kate kind of forces her to. There's an you know, there's another scene there's, we get the scene of Kate and Alice like the entire thing is Kate and Alice kind of like Alice saying you know we can still be sisters now that everyone knows you're Batwoman and everything in between us is gone we can finally be sisters again and Kate is over it like Kate's off that train ever since the death of Catherine and yeah that was her last straw Yep, yeah, she finally makes Alice realize it, and then she captures. You know, she she uh, essentially cuffs Alice with like a magnetic bracelet and kind of lets her wait wait for the GCPD or for the crows rather. Um. However, the detonator that Alice had isn't the real thing that is being held by mouse who blows up the gym as the gym is blowing up we have fake monel right at the right at the entrance door where batwoman saves him this time and we have everyone kind of get all the all the kids kind of gathering around chanting kiss so naturally a police officer is going to listen to a bunch of kids and goes in for a kiss, and Kate puts up the hand and is like, nope, not, no.
1: Nope, yeah, she had no, she wanted no part of that.
0: And, really, nobody does. Come back from commercial, we have Kate, we have Kate showing up, was it Kate? Yeah, Kate showing up in the, uh in the clinic.
1: Yes. Oh, the hug.
0: Yeah. And Kate's like, where is everybody girl? I've only seen like three people in that clinic ever. Like where is everybody is not a question.
1: I think she just needed something to say.
0: (laughs) And, uh, so Mary's like, well, I, I couldn't save my mother. So I'm not much of a doctor. So I'm closing down the clinic.
1: Wait, is this the hug scene or is this a different scene? No, it's the hug scene. Okay. And then, because oh. I, I don't remember that part of it. Oh, that, I just remember.
0: Right, that is a different scene. That was Sophie. When Sophie was like, hey, you should try going on vacation. Okay. This, you know, this scene. Um, yeah, so Sophie showed up and is like. <laughs> You should go on vacation. Whatevs. We have a small interrogation of Sophie and Alice, where Alice is He's like, hey, the mayor, you know, the mayor pretty much gave me control of you, so you're going to stay here until you find, until you tell me where Mouse is. Uh,
1: yeah and then Beth, she just kind of does this crazy laugh thing
0: yeah she's like hey do you really want to be where you are you know it didn't work out well for the last person in your job yeah
1: it's, Sophie's like having no part of this
0: yeah uh, back in the Batcave, cave we see Kate reading something on a tablet which we don't know what it is Um, we hear, we see Kate and Luke discussing what happened at the gym and she's like, look, I know you're going to yell at me for, for, you know, doing what I did because it puts us in jeopardy and people could tie one and, you know, two and two together. And Luke's like, nope, what you did was right. I fully support you. And he gives her a cupcake as a birthday cake.
1: Which I thought was so cute. I don't buy that he baked it, though.
0: I mean, he's not wrong. Like, he says when he's not on comms, he has so much free time. I've never seen him do anything else, so that's not entirely
1: (coughs) No, that's true. The only reason I don't buy that he baked it, though, is because um, homemade cupcakes don't come in boxes like that.
0: I mean, he could have bought the box. So uh, he's let, you know. So she blows out the candle, and he's like, "I hope you get your wish." We find out what Kate was reading on the tablet was an <coughs> article written by Kara um, Danvers about how Batwoman came out as gay.
1: I totally didn't see who the byline was. I was looking. Thank you.
0: It just flashed on my screen as as I was as the episode was going, so I thought about it. I thought about it halfway through this episode, where I'm, oh, is it Kara writes it? It says Katko.
1: Yeah, I saw the cover say Katko, but I wasn't sure.
0: Yeah, so it's it's Kara Danvers. So we kind of get a voiceover of what the article says. And she talks about, you know, she talks about people not living, not living, being truthful to who they are. And, and she kind of throws Sophie, like, she doesn't name Sophie, but she kind of throws Sophie under the bus where she's like, you know, some of us have husbands. Yeah. And like the, the frame is on Sophie. It's like, The hello anvil. Um, but she's talking about like how everyone should be, you know, truthful with who they are and, and how you know, just because if you're gay there's nothing wrong with you, you shouldn't think that. It's perfectly normal. Uh, during this monologue yet <laughs> the scene of Mary getting off the phone with somebody, or getting off the phone with a doctor who um she says should really delete the word crazy from his daily vernacular.
1: Yes. If you're going to be a doctor, you should delete the word crazy from your daily vernacular and it's not professional. Uh,
0: She gets off the phone. She sees Kate and they have a nice little hug. There's no there's nothing else to the scene. They just hug. And I
1: I almost cried. That scene got me.
0: Kate talks to Jacob and she's like, you're right. Mary just needed a hug. And well, I think you both did. And then he's like, you know, you two are going to have to be there more for each other. I, then he wishes her a happy birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. She gets off the elevator? <laughs> uh,
0: yes. Prior to this, um, there was a short scene that we find out Parker... Uh, is going to be doing community service with 150 hours of community service with Kate essentially scrubbing the graffiti out of Wayne Tower.
1: I thought that was actually pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, and she has to pay back all the people that paid her the blackmail money. Um, so that was nice. Like, I think I think we're going to see her a little bit more. I think she's going to... She might not become a Robin, like a quote-unquote Robin to Batwoman, but I think we'll definitely see Kate as a mentor for her. Yeah. At least I hope so. Like, I really hope we see more of her. So Kate talking to her father gets off the phone, gets off the elevator, and we see somebody in the office. She asks if they fired the cute um, God! she turns around and it's Beth.
1: Hello, like, crisis complication.
0: Yes. Uh, actual Beth, who says, who thinks everyone's acting weird. She's like, no one told me that they turned my apartment into a boy's dormitory. I've been gone, I've been gone for one semester, and you know, that happens, and Kate like, grabs her and asks her who she really is,
1: because she doesn't
0: think, well, she first thinks it's Alice, and then she thinks it's somebody disguised as Alice.
1: Starts trying to peel her face off.
0: Yep, which doesn't work. Um, So... One thing we've learned in Supergirl is that there are doppelgangers now on this Earth.
1: Well, okay. They weren't really doppelgangers. They were brainies from other Earths that sort of fell into a wormhole and wound up on this Earth when their worlds collapsed. Now, I don't... They mentioned something about a doppelganger and then showed a picture of Lynn. So we're not really going to know what that whole story is until this Sunday
0: with right, the upcoming but that's, episode. But I mean the same thing with the, – the, the, essentially the same thing that ha- happened with the brainies is what happened with when and what happened here is when the, earth, when the earth died, some people fell through a wormhole Um, at Al's Bar, which I believe – is Al's Bar the – the alien bar from Supergirl. I
1: think so, from National okay. City. Yeah.
0: Okay. So that was kind of the nexus point of them being able to come into the universe. Here's some here's some complications though that I have. We we know the only people that remember everything prior to what happened happened is the parrot.
1: Right, and whoever and and whoever John gave their memories to, which is anybody who was part of the fight.
0: Right, but now the different the Paragons remember everything as it was, and nothing about this new world.
1: Right,
0: because they weren't because they weren't around. People who John gave the memories back to now have the memories of everything that happened before and what happened on this earth already.
1: Yes, they have the new rewritten memories and their original memories.
0: So here comes my issue. Kate doesn't know what's going on, as well she shouldn't. Luke, Mary, Sophie, and Jacob Kane all do. Meaning they don't know they don't don't know what happened on crisis. They know what happened on this earth and what's been on this earth. And at no point whatsoever does anyone even hint about Beth.
1: Right, because they all still think Alice is Beth.
0: So, but but you obviously had a Beth living here. And you had a bet that was around. Because she said she's or, just been abroad for a, for a semester. So a semester is not 20 years. A semester is like three months.
1: Unless this is, in fact, a bet from another Earth. And on that Earth, she went to college, and she doesn't realize she's on a different Earth.
0: Okay. I don't know. This is weird, and I want answers, and I want them right now.
1: Well, we're going to have to wait until Sunday.
0: But... I don't think I'm actually going to get answers on Sunday. I better, but I don't know if I will, and it's really going to drive me insane until I get these answers. So if any, if anybody knows any of the right writers from Batwoman's uh, home phone number or personal email and want to tell me, I will I will not share the information publicly, and I will only use it to get this very specific answer as fast as humanly possible.
1: I'm going with that this is Beth from, say, Earth 2. Okay. So yeah. since I don't actually think that any of the Batwoman writers are going to write you back should you get their information, more power to you if you do – I'm going with the theory that this is Beth from a different Earth. For the sake of argument, I'm going to say that this is Beth from Earth 2, just because that's the first Earth that came to mind, and she has not realized that she is on a different Earth. Uh, And that would be why nobody on Earth Prime has any memories of her because she was never rewritten to exist in their world.
0: Fine. I still want answers from a writer.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, if you get those answers, more power to you. But that is the theory. That is going to keep me sane for the next seven days.
0: So during the uh, during our uh, recording, I actually I had sent a couple texts prior to recording to uh, my friend Tim from Supergirl TV Talk, and he answered as we were as we were recording. Um, he did say that uh, Mark Guggenheim has said that they're only going to do mini crossovers for a while, so basically just one character appearing on another show. Okay. And they're not, like, right, I guess so right now, they don't have plans to do, like, a full crossover like next year year it seems yeah
1: they might no imminent
0: plans for another crossover
1: they might do batwoman and supergirl they might do the flash and legends they might not do everything all at once in one giant universe because it's gotta be grueling to balance everybody's schedules and then the other shows have to have filler episodes to make up for the fact that other people are filming things that they can't yeah. actually be on their actual shows at the moment.
0: Yeah. Which I mean you like when I was watching Supergirl, I definitely noticed it. Um because there was like I don't know if it happened 2 years, but I know 1 year like the Flash like the episode that took place in the past where like her and Alex were younger was done because that was when Melissa was off filming. Um, yes,
1: right. So then but, the majority of, of the episode was done in the past, so because Melissa was off filming.
0: Right, but we haven't really gotten that with Batwoman. Like, we didn't have that kind of episode with Batwoman this year, which was good, and I don't know if any of the other shows... Like, I know they kind of rearranged the filming of this, um, of the crossover. They did it differently than in the past, so... It could have just been, like, rearranging shoot schedules.
1: Yeah. I know for The Flash there was an entire episode where Barry and Iris were literally in the first five minutes and the last five minutes, and they were not in the rest of the episode. So I feel like that had to be crisis-related. Hmm. Filming-wise, and then, but for, yeah, for Batwoman there was no major... Um, but Batwoman also didn't have, like, she didn't have like the brunt of a lot to do except in the batwoman hour of the crossover right she was kind of secondary in the rest of them so they were probably able to coordinate her schedule a little bit easier
0: yeah so a couple things before we sign off one i would like to point out miss wes allen shipper yes um, who claims like they are like the perfectest couple ever in the Arrowverse. Um, I was thinking about this this week. At the in the last episode of uh, Crisis, when they get back to the new universe, Barry just goes to find Oliver. He doesn't go to find Iris.
1: Oh, I think that's because he wants to see if his friend is alive. And I, I told I, you when he- if when we covered,
0: if they really loved each other that much, that would be his first thing. But nope, it's Oliver.
1: And I told you that I was very upset when we covered the last part of Crisis that um, they didn't touch on that. Yeah,
0: she wasn't, she wasn't in the episode at all.
1: No, so hopefully when like, The Flash comes back tomorrow, they'll address it. They better.
0: Yeah. Uh so, yeah, that's that's one thing I thought about this week. I'm like, you know what? Iris wasn't in the episode at all. Take that, proving, it. proving, proving absolutely that Felicity nothing. and Arrow are the are the Bullshit.
1: best shit.
0: are Sorry, the second but... best couple in the Arrowverse after Lois and Clark.
1: Lois and Clark are first. Barry and Iris are second. Felicity and Oliver are number three. That order is locked and loaded, and I will accept nothing else. Moving on. What was the next thing you noticed or wanted to mention before we wrap up?
0: I don't know. I had actually forgotten the
1: other <laughs> Did we have any emails?
0: I don't know. We did not. Um, I don't know if we actually, if I actually had more than one thing, but it just sounded good in my head at the time. Okay. So, Oh, so uh, overall, I think, I, I think this is probably my favorite episode so far.
1: Yeah. Do we want to try to rate the episode? Because I know we were debating doing that at one point, and then we kind of got away from it. Do we want to circle back?
0: We didn't get away from it. We just weren't doing it with Crisis. Because Crisis okay. is one episode. Um, I, I would, out of five, I would definitely probably give this, like, four and a half, five. Like, yeah. there is nothing about this episode that I didn't really love.
1: I will say four
0: and a half. Yeah, and I think uh, most importantly, such a heavy episode. You had Catherine dying. Like it would been. It would have been very easy to just do another somber episode dealing with the fallout. While there were somber moments, I think tonally this <laughs> episode this still, was a lot better. Yeah. Like tonally, this 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 episode kind of ran the gamut. Like it, it still had its wacky Alice moments. It had some somber moments. It, you know, I think I think Ruby is coming into her own as the character. Yes. yes. Um, and it it becomes more evident in this episode because, like, she, like when she's yelling at who she thinks is Alice, like when she's yelling at Beth like it wasn't it wasn't hammy it wasn't forced not that it was ever that to begin with but i don't know if that scene is done as well in the first couple of episodes it is as it is now like i think she's she's gotten she's gotten into the character's skin and is now more comfortable with with various emotions
1: yes and i think and honestly i think being part of the crossover might have helped her kind of find her footing because she got to be around people who have already established who they are and she can kind of learn a thing or two.
0: Right. I I mean, it could have just been, like, if anything, she when she was off filming the crossover, she saw, she met Chris Woods and was like, man, I got to do better than him.
1: Mm. (laughs) no because i think chris might have been off filming off in georgia filming legacies at the time
0: i forget that he actually has a job i naturally believe he can only get an acting job when his wife is when his wife is on the thing
1: yeah no considering Mm -hmm. he had a job on the wb on the cw uh before um supergirl was even a thing
0: nobody remembers that i do you're literally the only one.
1: one oh i'm sure i'm not the only one
0: all right you can uh get in touch with us a couple of ways at batwoman tv talk at gmail.com send us uh send us an email about your thoughts on the episodes of the show and and we'll be happy to read it on air. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at BatwomanTVTalk or at Academy Rewind. You can find me, which is also the other podcast that I host. Tony, where can they find you?
1: I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter.
0: Um, so definitely you can get in touch with either of us there. Um, Tony, especially if you watch any daytime soap operas, or if you just want to. Get yell at her apparently
1: (laughs) yeah people like to do that
0: um we are part of the thought bubble audio uh podcast family which are podcasts for the modern geek we have batwoman tv talk academy rewind supergirl tv talk beer with geeks loud women hate watch with us tolkien tv talk and read up There's just so many podcasts. I'm sure there's like 20 more that I forgot. Listen to them all. They're all great. But obviously, Batwoman TV Talk and Academy Rewind are the best. Other than that, I don't have anything else. How about you? I'm good. All right. Well, they're shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we're going to get out of here. We'll be back next week for a brand new episode. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody.